Welcome everyone. Welcome to HeartShift TV in the home of the High Vibe Tribe podcast. I'm Marcy Newman, your host. I have a wonderful dear friend with me today, Sue Erda. Sue, hello and welcome. Hello, Marcy. As always, I love talking with you. Thank you so much for inviting me today. And I know, you know, as always, I know we're going to have a great conversation. <laughs> and you know what, Sue, that's actually why I invited you on because I knew that we have this, this wonderful um, level of trust, mutual respect between us, and we have the ability to really speak from our hearts. And I thought that this subject in particular really mandated that. Um, and so when I was thinking about who I wanted to feature for Pride Month, you came right into my mind. I believe that we have so much to share. Um, there are so many aspects of number one, celebration, right? We must celebrate where we are. The fact that we have an entire month that has been dedicated to the celebration of pride. So I wanna start out by asking you, what is pride to you? Well, it's so funny because I, you know, I, I think of pride as something that involves ego, just when I think of the word pride. And yet, you know, when I think of gay pride and celebrating this pride month, it's, it's so not about that, you know, but pride to me means that it's, that you feel good about whatever you're in, whoever you are, whatever it is that calls to your heart and whoever you are within your heart, that that can come forth freely, that you can just be who you are. And also, you know, um, you know, cause there's pride can have negative connotations too, right? To be too prideful, you know, meaning too much in the ego and those kind of things. But pride month, like you said, um, to me, it's a celebration. It is a celebration of all people. And it's a celebration of equity. It's a celebration of, um, being free to be yourself, feeling free and knowing that it's recognized in the world or at least in our country here that we can be free being who we are and expressing ourselves. You know, and I, for many years did not feel that way. You know, here I am, I'm now, I'll be 61 this year. And, you know, I have known since I was 20 years old that I'm a gay woman. And yet it took me many, many, many years to, um, to be open about it and, and, you know, and feel safe to be open about it. And, you know, everybody's got their own pride story, of course, or their coming out story, if you will. And what I will say is I'm going to guess that anybody that's got a coming out story has more than one, because <laughs> you come out to different people at different times for different reasons, because there's a different comfort level, there's a different reason to do it, you know, so there's not just one and, um, and it is a celebration and it's a beautiful celebration. And I'm so happy you invited me to do this because I don't, I certainly don't think of myself as a spokesperson for the LGBTQ community. And yet I am so happy to talk about it because I finally feel free to be me. Well, you know, you bring up such an important point and that is so, yes, you're right. I wouldn't say necessarily that I would know you as a spokesperson. However, what I do know about you is this incredible level of authenticity, right? And um, just for the sake of sharing a little bit about your background, and then I wanna dive into so many of the things that you, you brought up. 
But one of the things that I've admired about you is in the business that you're in, which is publishing. And by the way, um, for our audience, um, Sue and her partner Kathy's business is called Powerful You Publishing. So apropos, <laughs> right? So um, Sue and, and Kathy's intention with their business is to raise the vibrational frequency of people and the planet. And this is really um, what I find to be so essential when we're talking about such an important subject. So for me, PRIDE is, and this is an acronym that I've come up with, PRIDE um, signifies people, um, who re people removing insidious, destructive envelopes. Mm. And it came to me because what I realized and why this is such a month that we all must celebrate is that every single one of us is conditioned and programmed to live in a shrunken version of ourselves, like in an envelope, you might say. Inside is to the letter who we really are, right? This authentic being, and yet we're folded up in all of these different contorted patterns. And sometimes it's licked and glued and sealed and we never come out. Mm -hmm. But for those who, and I include myself not as a gay person, but as someone who really has struggled, you know, with claiming my authenticity my authenticity and being a full expression of that. I feel that I can relate on many levels, but getting back to your business and the business model and why it's so important that we start to acknowledge both the person and their expression is that I believe that once you reach this sort of um, pinnacle, right, of just saying, hell no, I am going to be me. And it's like that whole, you know, born free song that we want to pelt out. There's this incredible expression of it that follows that you can bet is something that's in service to others. So Kathy, can you just uh, Kathy, I'm so sorry. Sue, can you tell our audience what the whole crux of your business is with you and Kathy and, and what you represent in that business? Absolutely. You know, it, it's, it, and this came about after years of being in other businesses and starting other businesses as well. But what you said is our mission is to raise the vibration of people and the planet and also to connect and empower people in their lives. So that is our mission because that's my personal mission as well. You know, my, well, I have a personal mission to help people find the feel good too and to live in that space. And finding the feel good is a high vibration thing. You know, so for me, being in that high vibration matters. Helping other people to get into that high vibration state matters. Yes. And so, you know, we learned through our women's network that we had for many, many years that story matters. When people were networking for business, for personal reasons, whatever, 
it always came down to the story. It wasn't just like, okay, yes, my name is Sue and I'm a publisher. It's way more than that. It's I'm Sue and I'm a publisher because this is how I want to help people in the world. This is how I want to serve. And so the whole crux of our business was about spreading those good messages, spreading those um, those words of wisdom and the experiences of people for the benefit of everybody else, because that's what we're all here for anyway. We know this. We're, we're connected. Whether, you know, like there are people that don't say we're all connected or we are all one. I mean, I say we are all one. And I remember saying this one time I was with my mom and sister and this was, oh gosh, like 20 years ago. I was with my mom, my sister and my niece, three different generations, right? And we're there and we're at McDonald's having breakfast, which I didn't want to go to, but we're at McDonald's having breakfast. And, and I said to them, you know, we lived, we were in Texas and there were, um, they were talking about people crossing the border and the Texans had to pay for all this stuff from people across the border. And I said, you know, we're all one. And my sister and my niece are both the eye roll, right? Oh. You get the eye roll. What do you mean we're all one? It's them and it's us. And I just, I just never felt that way. Yeah. And as a kid, I never felt that way. But just knowing that, like it felt that way. And I thought these, there are messages that we have to get out because we are all more alike than we are different. There are so much more that we can do together than we can do separately. And so I feel like us helping to share messages and share the stories and experiences of people helps to do that. So in helping other people get their messages out, it helps to fulfill our mission of doing exactly that. And, you know, I, I, I find it an honor really to be able to share someone's story. It's not just, you know, a business to me. This is something that it matters to me. And we only choose to work with people who also have a similar mission. And I, I can't tell you how many people say, I read your mission and I knew I had to work with you because that's what they're doing too. And it's, it's just a beautiful place to be. You know, again, you bring up so many wonderful points, but the thought that was sort of running through my mind is, you know, like actually giving voice to people, you know, sharing the stories, yes, but giving them a platform for their voice to be heard. Now you're talking a whole different level. And if ever there was a time, I think, where particularly women, right, we need to get our stories out, but we need to get our voices heard. Again, so much of the conditioning and the programming that many of us have experienced in our childhoods is one where you know, you're seen and not heard, particularly for little girls. And then you're also taught how to put other people you know, in front of you, how other people's feelings or needs or thoughts are you know, more important than yours. And so we're in this place, I think this very incredibly powerful place this powerful you place where giving voice to so many women, so many people around the world, and also giving people a place where they can safely be authentic. Yep. And to feel the loving support of so many around them. So when you're publishing a book and there are so many stories, so many voices that are coming together, there is number one, it's like a choir, right? So many different vibrational frequencies and songs. And yet, like you said, it's a similar theme 
that comes through in each of them, which is so powerful. Yeah, it's a common thread. I just want to say, you know, that's for our anthology books. I know it's what you're talking mm -hmm. about, where we gather collections of, of, we gather women and present their whole collection of stories in one book, which is great. And it's funny because you say about how people come together. It is always amazing to me how there's at least 20 or 30 people and they overlap, meaning that they find, oh my gosh, I should have met this woman years ago, but now's yes. the perfect timing. And they, they love working with each other too. And to me, it's evidence of the oneness. You know, it's how we come together. We form these bonds based on the vibrational frequency. And so when we were talking earlier, and I loved so much what you said about, you know, um, stories about people, when you ask someone to share their story about coming out, it's rare that there's one story. Yes. Right? It's rare because there are layers and there's, you know, there are certain areas of, of comfort that is experienced as that's happening. And so because I know your mission and I, I know your mission is to give voice and provide platform, would you mind sharing your coming out story from a way where you were recognizing that it was such a journey of self-love. Yeah, you know, as I said, there are many of them and I'm thinking the one probably that distribute or dist demonstrates mostly me recognizing that I wasn't loving myself because I didn't for a while is that, you know, I was raised in a religious family you know, and we, um, it was Catholic. I was, I, I call myself a recovering Catholic actually, because <laughs> it feels like there was a lot of stuff in there that really hurt me in a way, but not intentionally, of course, but it, because all of it was out of love, but I felt that very often growing up. And so even when my, the first thoughts came to me that, you know what, I, I think that I like women, I think that I might be gay. I thought I can't do that. I can't go there. And if I do, I've got to hide it. Because, you know, I, I know that my mother, who is deeply religious, would not go for this. Or she would not approve. It would yeah. not be okay with her. What about her friends? She's involved in the choir. She's involved in the church stuff. She, just everything about it. My father was much more open. And yet they were very much a couple who stood aligned with each other. So I was afraid to tell them. I did not sure. tell them. In fact, when my mother first approached me and said, I, I saw you outside saying goodbye. And, you know, and I, that was not just a, a goodbye to your friend, what was going on? And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I totally denied it because I was not ready to go there. I was 20 years old. I was just not ready to go there with my mother because I, and for myself, I was still coming to this understanding and, uh, and acknowledging is this me or isn't this me or what's going on here? I didn't know. And I, I have heard that that is the story with many people. They just don't know at first. But so for years, I basically stuffed it. I didn't tell my family. I didn't um, say anything to my family. Yes, I had, um, you know, a, a girlfriend at the time when I, that was, I was with for nine and a half years. And even then I still did not tell my family. So this was into my twenties. And then what happened, you know, eventually what happened that made me recognize that I wasn't loving myself is that I, I was having a lot of medical problems, physical problems. And it ended up that I would have rashes, I would have lots of pain in my joints and things like that. It ended up that I was diagnosed with lupus, an autoimmune mm -hmm. disease. 
And in autoimmune disease, and this took years of coming to a diagnosis, by the way, that's another thing that takes, there's many stories about those kinds of things because yeah. it's a journey to find it. So I ended up with this diagnosis and then I went through a healing a crisis, a health crisis where I really, I couldn't move basically for three months. I sat in a chair in my living room. I had to have help getting dressed. I had to have help getting up and downstairs. I couldn't really eat. I would, if I was going to pick up this cup of tea, I would think about whether I really wanted that sip because it hurt so much just to get that to my lips. Wow. And it went on for about three months. And what I realized through the work of Louise Hay and her work, You Can Heal Your Life is, and she's really big on affirmations, which I'm mm -hmm. sure this group knows. And it was all about love and it's about me loving me. Yes. And I realized that I was not loving myself. I was not honoring myself. I was not openly being me, meaning I just wasn't allowing people to see a, a part of me. I was hiding me, which meant I was not proud of me. We talk about pride. I was not proud of me. I thought that I would be judged. I felt that um, life would be harder for me if people knew about me, even though I was in a very loving relationship. In fact, I was with Kathy at the time, you know, and Kathy mm. and I have been together almost 30 years now. It'll be 30 years. Yay. Yay. So happy years. for you. I know me too. You know, it'll be 30 years in November, but we were going through this together and it was like, okay, it became evident that I just had to allow myself to be myself. So yes, I had a few trusted friends that were not gay, that were allies that were there with me. They loved both of us. Um, but it, we decided it was time to come out, but, but I, I want to get back to the healing part with Louise. Hey, yeah, I remember sitting in a tub many hours because it was the only place I could find relief from the pain that I had in almost all my whole body. And, um, and then, and it, I remember sitting there and I did affirmations constantly. I read from hers. Then I wrote my own list of affirmations. I actually typed it out. It was easier for me to type than write because it hurt. And so I read that to myself and I recorded it and I played it over and over and over. The affirmations about that I am a loving person, that I am a, a divine soul, that I am worthy and deserving of great good in my life, that I have so much to offer, just on and on and on about all these things, plus lots of good affirmations about my healthy, vibrant body. I believe that no matter what happened with doctors, no matter what happened with holistic therapies, it was that self-love work that healed me. And I say healed because, you know, it did take, a, you know, probably a month of that work before I actually felt like I could move around and do those things. But, but it was a realization that came to me that I was not loving myself. And that meant I had to accept my whole self and be my whole self freely, openly. And I want to say not caring what other people thought, because for a while it felt like defiance. It sure. felt like, you know, hell with you. If you don't like me, yeah. too bad. And even though there's that sense of that now, for me, it's more like, hey, this is who I am and I have a lot to offer to the world. And so it feels really good to me to now do that. And we ended up, we had our women's network at the time and I decided I was going to actually, I was doing a presentation at all of our, one of our tours. It was the Grow Tour is what we called it. And I actually came out at the meetings to the group of people. Now here we are doing our Powerful You Women's Network. <sighs> Wow. But I didn't feel like powerful me, right? Because I had been hiding myself. And here are all these women being feeling good about everything. And here I am thinking, but you don't even know me because I didn't let you know this about me. And it's only a part of me. It's not like it's my mm -hmm. whole identity. It's not my whole life. 
But right. I felt so important. And I, the way that I shared it is I said, you know, you all know of Kathy and I as business partners with Powerful You. We are also life partners now. And at the mm. time, I think it was for 15 or 20 years. And they all stood up and clapped. Of Some course. people cried. It was this most amazing <laughs> acceptance. And let me know, gosh, you know, you could have had this years ago, by the way, if you had only trusted yourself, trusted yourself and loved yourself enough to allow yourself to be you. It was, it was beautiful. It is so beautiful. And I'm so grateful that you have and that we are having this conversation because I know that you are touching the hearts of so many people. And there were two things that popped up as you were speaking. And that is the correlation between acceptance self-acceptance and self-love. You cannot even begin the journey of self-love without accepting yourself as you are, totally, wholly. And when people ask me, well, what do you mean by accepting yourself? So from my perspective, it's about accepting ourselves as a divine being, a being that is meant to be all those things that you are suppressing, that you are expressing to be all of the parts and to allow that to really be um, the authentic you that your heart is just yearning to be. But I also had this thought about um, how challenging it is. And, and I have so much compassion for people because there is so much confusion about self-love being selfish and you really hit the nail on the head. Okay, so when you were saying, you know, a part of you felt like you were being defiant, right? And then, you know, the minute that we think that we're being defiant by claiming ourselves, you know, it's almost like we can see all those fingers wagging at us, right? Telling us how selfish we are, how, you know, we aren't thinking of anybody else but ourselves and all of that. And there just is no truth to it. In fact, it feeds all of those false beliefs that we have about ourselves of being unlovable, unworthy, undeserving, and of course, not enough. So I, I love so much your story and that you chose that moment of powerful you to come out and share that with your audience and how grateful I am to your audience that you got you know, this wonderful recognition and applause and celebration of you know, who you really and truly were. Yeah, it was, it was great because it, it, the point that I made ahead of that was, you know, I know that we are here and we're empowering people. That's what this network is about, right. empowering us in our business, personal, spiritual growth. And yet I have been hiding a piece of myself and therefore not being my powerful self that we encourage all of you to be. I do talks about this stuff. I tell you the steps to this and yet I wasn't doing it and I wasn't being myself and therefore I wasn't being truthful with you. And, you know, it, but, and, and it's time, you know, and I think that you just know when you know, because at that moment I had already accepted myself. I had already decided to really love myself more, you know, and loving my body more too, by the way, you know, which was a huge thing. Um, I've had body issues my whole life, I think connected to this, you know, but all of that. 
But it's, it is, it's, it's this awakening, it's awareness. And I think here's the other thing that happens, Marcy, whenever anybody shares themselves in that way, something deeply personal and just being themselves, it gives other people freedom really to do yeah. the same thing. You know, it allows them to feel okay. It kind of gives them courage and it gives them hope that it will be okay. So there's so many elements to it that, that help everybody in the process. That's right. And there's also an element of trust that I have found. So the more authentic I am, and I don't mean that we all have to be walking around spilling our guts to everybody. That's not what it's about. It's just about more than anything, I think letting go of the feeling that we have to hide, that there's some aspect of us that's unacceptable or unlovable. And more than anything else, that I believe is really the work. It's, it's letting go of that feeling because it's connected to a belief that you're not enough as who you are. And so, yeah. you know, I know one of the things that we um, want to talk about and you just use the word freedom. Um, and I believe that this is such an important aspect of what we have to talk about today because we're in this time where it would appear as if we're losing a lot of our freedoms. You know, censorship is at an all-time high. Um, there are some demands that are being made um, in some places of the world where um, there are certain regulations and, and circumstances that um, are demanding that we sort of give up freedom. And I think that there's a lot of confusion also for people who have forgotten that they have choice and that all of this is so essential. And I think particularly because of this month talking about pride is really a moment of accepting of self as the powerful people that we are and claiming our freedom as our right. And so when you were in that place of coming to terms with yourself, do you recall having that feeling that you just needed to be free? Absolutely. What I, I remember thinking to myself, if I could only say who I am, if I can only say, look, I, I, I'm in this amazing love relationship and I could share that openly. Maybe I could hold Kathy's hand in public. Maybe I would feel free to do that because see, here's the thing. I could walk around and see people, two women, two men holding hands. I did not feel like I could do that. And that's what I recognized was that was me holding me back. Mm -hmm. Nobody was saying, don't hold Kathy's hand, except my mother's voice in my head, maybe, right? right? Because I have that voice in my head. But it, that was me doing that. That was my own self-judgment from years of indoctrination into you know, the Catholic religion, years of indoctrination into public school systems that said, you have to be this way and all of that. But I recognized that it was me holding me back and not anybody else. And all I wanted all, the, all along was to be accepted. I wanted to be able to express myself. And even as I'm saying this right now, I'm thinking, 
I actually was able to express myself and I didn't allow myself to go there because I felt like you said, I might not be loved. I might not be lovable. And gosh, what if somebody doesn't want to do business with me now because of this, you know, these fears were there. Um, So because it's, it is real because we see evidence of it. Um, It does happen. And there are, you know, there's haters out there. We know this. We've all at some point seen them, experienced them, whether or not it was directed at us or someone else, or we see it on the news, things like this. If the last year taught us anything through all of the marches and all of the um, just everything about um, what was coming out and the racism that is obvious to us that happens everywhere, you know, people like to separate us and put it in those envelopes or boxes you know, and, and say, okay, I'm better than you, but you're better than them, but they're better than, you know, like it's just all out there. So the point, I guess, is that it, I guess, yes, it's out there, but it's an inside job. It's, it's all about here, me, who I'm being, how I'm feeling. And I recognize that. And I will tell you, Marcy, I still have, you know, times where I feel like, with certain people, I'm afraid to be myself because I, I do know from things they've said that they would not accept my lifestyle. The difference now is that I still am myself with them. I'll say things that I might not have said otherwise in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't hide myself anymore. It's not like I don't lead with this, but you know, if it comes up that, oh yeah, Kathy and I are business partners and life partners, it comes up. And if they look shocked, because I do see that this shocked look sure. on something spaces and I've had people say but you don't look like a lesbian and it's like well what does a lesbian look like you know so it's, it's just funny but the things that people will say or oh no maybe you're mistaken you know those kind of things but I know within myself that this is who I am and it is in my I believe that it is in my best interest as well as the best and highest good for everybody for me to be me because I believe that that we're all here for that it all comes back to our basic beliefs right I I believe and I know you do too that we're here to be ourselves authentically and the more we show up really as truly who we are the better it is for the whole world and so you know coming to those terms though it, it, it did take many many years and it's not an easy process and I I honor anybody that's going through this where they're feeling like they had high have to hide any aspect of themselves you know, um, and, and I, I get it. And I think the thing that anybody could, could learn from my experience is that, um, you know, the sooner you can accept yourself and say, look, what am I here for? What am I really supposed to do in this world? How can I show up more as what's in my heart? Then, you know, the world is a better place and the world needs more of that. Yeah, I am so totally in alignment with you. And I, I actually am going to go out on, you know, this limb to say that I, I mean, I know how difficult it is to push against the grain, right? And every single aspect of ourselves that we are in denial of, we, that's exactly what's being called for. We have to step over a threshold that we are limiting our self-expression with, whatever it is. But I do believe that every person who comes to that place and claims for themselves the freedom to be themselves, to authentically be themselves, and actually starts to recognize it as essential for life, I think, honestly, that 
you're inspired beings. Uh, I agree with you. I just want to say something about what you just said, Marcy. We have to claim it for ourselves. Yes. So often we wait for permission. We wait for that opening instead of claiming it. Yes, you're so right. And in fact, it's my belief that the only time it it creates the transformation that we need it to is actually when we do it and claim it for ourselves. Yep. In other words, the transformation is not complete until it is our free will, which has taken us over that threshold or through that portal, you might say, into a completely different frequency of existence where the universe can meet us. Absolutely. And start to deliver to us everything that it has been holding in escrow for us, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and here's something I'll add to that too is, yes, we must claim it for ourselves. And I will tell you that in the experience of, you know, talking to authors um, who are thinking, well, do I even have a story to share here? Which by the way, everybody's got a story, but they're thinking about it. But, but I will tell you the invitation to someone else is so important to get them to the point where they yes. will claim it for themselves. So what we can do is offer the openings to people, offer that invitation to be themselves. If you're thinking that somebody is holding back for some reason, we can be the catalyst for them to do it, either through our example or through our invitation to them. So what do you think happens when someone does muster up that courage to tell their story, particularly for you? They're willing to put it in print. You can't take that back. There forever. It's there forever. What happens to people when they claim that level of freedom? Lots of stuff. Because, and I hear this all the time. There are people that say, now I have confidence. Now I have courage to go out there and do this. Now I feel like because you trusted me yeah. by putting my story in a book and it's, it's printed, it's out there. I feel like I feel more worthy. I've heard so many different words for this. I feel more worthy. I feel like this is, I can help people more because that's why people want to do this, by the way. It's not just to release from themselves. It's to help someone else with their story. That's why they share every, I've never talked to a single one of our authors that has not told me, well, yeah, I want to do this because I want to help more people. You know, sure. Some people say, I think it will help me grow my business. I think that it will help me to, you know, heal. And that, by the way, that's the other thing that happens is people heal when they share their story. That's right. They absolutely heal themselves. You know, even as we know, healing is layers too, right? Layers of an onion. You heal this and then you find out, oh, there's more. Oh, I thought I dealt with that. And then you find out something comes up and it triggers you. And it's like, oh, geez. But by telling the story, it helps you to peel away more of those layers, get really deeper into it. Because when you, especially when you get ready to write your story, it's like, okay, so I have so many words to write this in. What are the, what are the nuggets? What are the important parts? And you can kind of dial down into yourself and say, you know what, that was the moment or these three moments, these are the three things that led me to this opening, mm -hmm. led me to this transformation, led me to my purpose, led me to know that this is my calling. That's what happens. And, and so writing can be so powerful. And that's why journaling works too. Oh, yeah. Publishing your story, though, is a whole different thing, right? We can oh, yeah. journal for ourselves. We do journal for ourselves. 
when we write, it's for ourselves, but it's for the world. And it's a gift. It's an absolute gift. You know, there's one more thing I want to bring up. And that is, as you were talking about, you know, the challenges that you had uh, in coming out and the fear that was associated with hearing your mother's voice and um, having a certain expectation of her reaction, et cetera, et cetera. How important is it, do you believe, that we come to terms with whosever voice that is that has kept us from claiming ourselves? Hmm. Well, the easy answer is it's very important. It, it's vitally important for our own sake, for our own um, expression of ourselves in the world. And, you know, I say it's my mother's voice in my head, but I wouldn't hear her voice if I hadn't adopted that in some way, you know, sure. I, you know, absolutely. So it, her voice then becomes my voice. And then I start questioning myself. I think that it's really important that we figure out. And I say figure out because I think sometimes it takes the head to figure this out. I remember I used to write lists that, you know, pros and cons, if I came out, if I didn't come out, I, I literally went through all of it because oh. I, did, I didn't know, you know, and I sure. think I'm not, I'm not unique in that. I think that people suffer with this very often sure. throughout their life for years, way beyond what they need to, because the gifts outweigh anything else, the negative stuff that happens. Did I have some people maybe that kind of not disown me because my parents certainly didn't disown me. I will say something that I, I want to share right now, though, that just came to me. My parents never disowned me, although I never had this conversation with my father. I, he died at 52 years old. I was 33. Wow. And that, I was just getting to the point where I was ready to talk to him and he died suddenly. Mm. And what I will say is if there's anybody listening to this that wants to express anything to somebody that they love so much, the best thing you can express to them is yourself, you know, be yourself, give them yourself, give them all of you because they deserve to know you and they need to know you. They want to know you if they, if they love you, like I knew my father loved me and I know, you know, of course now, of course I know he knows and all of that. But at the, at the time it was like, that was my regret. I had one regret about that. And that's it with my dad. I, I have no other regrets. We had a beautiful relationship, but so what I want to say is don't allow yourself ever to regret that. Allow yourself to be your full authentic self because it's, it's so powerful and it's so meaningful and it's so needed. I think I've said that before, but it's, it's really matters. And so yeah. these voices in your head that hold you back or any kind of, you know, people have, and I've never felt this personally, but chains that people say, we've got to break the chains, you know, yeah. and, and break the, um, break the cycles too, you know, because, you know, there are lots of people that are religious, especially, I will say that, you know, say, you know, that this is being gay is wrong. There's no pride in being gay. Absolutely. Right. There is no pride in, you know, going against God's will. And I will tell you absolutely with, with certainty that I know that God loves me unconditionally and he loves each of us unconditionally. And I say that, and, and I think it's, it's more than God because God is everything. We are God, you know, the universe, all of that. It's, it's like, we're, we're all in this together. 
And it's just such a beautiful thing to express all of that because it's, I believe it is God's expression of himself through us. So beautifully said. And again, you know, we share this, the same heart set, right, where we're truly understanding how essential this is for our overall well-being, but also in terms of what it releases energetically. Mm-hmm. And it is a weight, right? And many people feel the weight of the world when they're carrying this dense energy that they're essentially sort of hiding under. And one thing that came as you were speaking and you used the term unconditional love of of God, you know, it's so funny, but I was thinking, you know, by hiding ourselves, we are really denying those who love us to love us unconditionally. Absolutely. And, and, and what I learned through my own coming out and being myself is that it's, it's there. The love is there and they want to love us unconditionally. They want to know us. That's how love is expressed as well. Knowing each other, trusting each other with our, our real selves, our full selves. Yes. And loving ourselves unconditionally. Absolutely. Because that's a true exchange and partnership with love. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. It's where it all begins. Mm. This has been such a wonderful conversation. I, I feel like I could, you know, just sit here forever with you. Um, but I do want to make certain that we have time to talk about some great things that you have coming up. Um, number one, you have the Purpose Summit, right? Yes, I'm so excited about that. I get to interview all of the authors in our upcoming anthology book. And the, the Purpose Summit is all of these authors who are sharing their story of how they figured out or found their purpose, how they discovered what was their calling in their life, how they started to live more intentionally in their lives, how they created a vision for themselves and started to manifest it. And it's, they're beautiful stories. And in the summit, that's what they share is their stories. They share the um, practices that they use in their own life to live more on purpose. They share some tips and guidance for the listeners. It's like, you know, it's beautiful because there's so much there. And I love doing that. And that is, um, that's starting very soon on June 21st. It airs for eight days. It is the Purpose Summit. And you can get to there by signing up on our website at womenonpurpose. Let's say womenonpurposebook.com forward slash summit and you will be guided to sign up for that and you get a free ebook about living on purpose as well which is tips from all of the authors it's great stuff and i'm so excited because i i have pre-recorded many of the interviews already and wow they are so powerful so That's so amazing powerful. i love it so and just for um our listeners i want you to know that the link will be here where you can sign up for that and after the summit, will people still have access to those interviews? Yes, they will. We, do, we start doing, so we, we air three per day and then we do unlimited interviews and they will always be on our website. Yes. Oh, how wonderful. Because I know so often, you know, people are so disappointed when they realize that they've missed a summit that whose topic was really important for them. So thank you so much for that. And um, also for those who are listening to this and may not see your show page, uh, what is the website that they can go to, to get all the information about everything that you do? 
about everything, that would be our publishing website, which is PowerfulYouPublishing.com. So it's PowerfulYouPublishing.com. So easy. And can they also contact you directly? Yes, absolutely. Right on the contact page there, they can reach me directly. I also have my own website in case anyone is interested where I talk about, I have two books that I've written about intentions and gratitude. And so they are on there, but my, and I have a lot of blog posts about gratitude and how to share it and just random thoughts that I have. And that's at sueerda.com. So that's just my name.com. How beautiful. So thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for everything that you do. You're helping to, you know, really elevate the consciousness and awareness um, of so many people. Um, I'm so grateful for the voice that you are giving so many women from all over the world. And of course, the platform that is so uh, perfectly sort of molded to give those who are in need that support for sharing their voice with the world mm. and putting and, it in print. <laughs> and putting it in print. Yes, we do that. <laughs> yes, great. you do. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. And I, I just, I do feel so much love and alignment with you. Thank you so much. My absolute joy and honor. And thank you to each and every one of you for being here, for giving us your precious time, your energy, your focus, and of course, your heart. So until next time, I remain Marcy Newman, your Heart Shift Coach, and you can find me at heartshiftcoach.com or my programs at selfloveuniversity.com. So much love to you all. Bye-bye, and we'll see you all again soon. Thank you.